All right. Well, I think it's starting. Welcome back to another episode of the CJ Podcast. Episode number 10. Woo! Wow. To double double digits. digits. Yeah. You made it. Um, my name is Joseph Kim. I'm Matthew Bay. And uh, we have a special guest for number 10 as well. If you guys don't know her, I'll let her introduce herself. Mrs. Just Annie Dong. <laughs> Hi, I'm Annie. Um, I also graduated from Purdue last May, so 20, 2021. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now okay. currently I'm in New York studying optometry school. I just finished my first year. Where do you go? Uh, SUNY College of Optometry. Wow. I doctor. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Just for everyone. I, 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 <laughs> I, just, I just said that. For I'm not <laughs> You're not an optometrist. <laughs> yeah, I just, I already knew that. Um, But yeah, cool. Annie, Thank you Annie for uh, joining us. Annie oh. showed me a picture of her optometry case with a bunch of her lenses. Looked pretty sick. Oh, yeah. Kind of wild. My equipment's Actually. so expensive. Actual Dude, everyone, now. everyone can see your outfits in the back. What if we get yeah. comments? She, she's flexing. Oh. Yeah, what if you what if your comments like Let me blur my background. Annie style whack. No, it's okay. No, it's like I mean, it's fine. I mean, high like, laundry my towel. detergent. Trash. Yeah, <laughs> like my towel. Yeah, that's uh, everything I own right there. <laughs> I, I no. Wait, you don't have a lot of clothes compared to some of the girls I know. I have bins too. Oh, never mind. I have like four bins of sweaters. They're just they're just more organized, Joe. That's why it seems like there's not much not that much clothes. Yeah, that's this true. is my closet. Wow. It's a nice, nice room, though. Yeah, because this is technically a one-bedroom. Is it then, a bedroom um, part of, like, are you living with people or are you by yourself? I have one roommate. Okay. It's technically one bed, one bath, but we made it into, like, a flex. So normally this would be the living room, but then we built this wall. So there, there's a space up there because the fire code. Oh, My wall doesn't go all wall. the way up to the top. Yeah. What? Like, the what? tenants oh. before me built the wall. And then they oh. just kept it because we wanted two rooms. Oh, yeah. So Pretty you're common. paying you're paying for just one person technically, but you're splitting it because it's two people. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's pretty common, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes in New York, yeah, because like yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you have to make do with yeah. And you're on heard, summer yeah. break now, right? Since June, early June. Yeah, I got off. End of May, actually. Mm. Yeah, and you went and back I went to home. Okay, back home. Mm-hmm. What What did you do at home? Just Just rest. Oh, I did absolutely nothing. <laughs> I, I saw you, you watch a so lot of relaxing. Korean dramas. I watched a bunch of I watched a bunch of dramas. Nice. Slept a lot. Ate a lot of good food. That's good. That was about it. That's the life for summer break. Yeah. Uh, are you kind of like Adrian, where like you're done with school? Or are you like you're you're pretty chill? Like you're like being in school, it's like fun. Um, currently I'm pretty done with school. Like I, <laughs> I'm about. pretty over it. <laughs> I'm so happy we have a summer break. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But oh yeah, thank goodness we don't have the summer semester. Mm. How big's your uh, How big's your class for optometry? There's about a hundred people. Okay, so it's not yeah. like massive. It's not massive. Do you like know most of them? Or I don't know. And I know their names. Oh dang. Okay. I'm not very social. Yeah, I know. But 
Like, I feel like a hundred people. Joe. You look like a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I feel like yeah. you would know at least most people for a hundred people. Yeah. I don't think you're not like you're not like not social. Yeah, she's social with like people she's close with though. Not like strangers. well, that's everybody. But like, are you super introverted, Annie? I don't feel. I I'm don't feel so like introverted. I feel like you. You're very capable <laughs> of just being like, "Hi, like my name's Annie. Like it's good to meet you." <laughs> or something. I'm capable I feel like you could of that. Huh? I'm capable of that much, but then That's... past that is like I need someone else to carry the conversation. I can't just sit there <laughs> and have small talk with someone for like mm. 30 minutes. I feel like that's why I feel like didn't you mention something like that's how you got to know Adrian? So like Adrian's like our previous guest for those who yeah. are listening. Like, mm-hmm. is it didn't like you just say hi to him and then he just kept talking? I feel like was it him? Or to be honest, I don't remember how I met Adrian. Mm. No. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I feel you... like that's how most of our conversations end up, not gonna lie. Yeah, that's true. Do you remember how you met us? Like, I don't know. I don't think I do. I don't there was there's never really a distinct moment where I met Annie from No, my... I don't like I think I knew of you guys before well, I, I actually yeah. met you guys. I actually met you like maybe sophomore year, in my opinion. Your sophomore year? Yeah, yeah. Your your junior year. Really? When you're a coordinator for praise, I feel like I never like actually like sat down and talked with you intentionally until we did praise together. Actually, I think that's true. I think we both knew of each other and would like. You're always like, oh, she's Kelly's roommate in Hawkins or she's another sophomore girl that's in the grade above us. Like that was just my impression of you until. Obviously, like I knew you. Yeah. And like we had conversations, but yeah, now that you mentioned, I don't think we really had like intentional conversations until your sophomore year. Yeah, until like you drove me every week. That's, <laughs> yeah, that was literally until then. Yeah, like three times a week every week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember. I feel like I got to know you any like or before that, before like my sophomore year. Were you guys in right? the same small group? No, like, even before, like, we were a small group, like, in the same small group by sophomore year, mm-hmm. I feel like I knew you pretty well beforehand. I don't know why. I remember distinctly the first real conversation I had with you mm-hmm. was um, your freshman year. Yeah. Uh, the spring praise night. You know how when we have, like, when we break out into, like, yeah, player yeah, partners? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember I, I was uh, partners with you. And we like. I don't remember. Talk. You don't. You don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. English insignificant. I remember that was. I think that was the first time that I was like, that we had like an actual like conversation. But obviously before then, like we had talked or whatever. But that's the first time that I remember where we like talked, talked. Mm. And that's also when you told me about how you like hated Cornerstone for a semester, but then like you would go to the gym with some of the other guys in right. my year. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. You know, I think the story that like Matt's mentioned multiple times already. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm like a broken record at this point. Everyone in the pack is like, just shut up, dude. This guy. <laughs> it's the same, same story over and over again. But no, like, but I that's have your a- life. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> it was only a short twenty something years. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, only me and Andy four got really short close. years of college. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. We got close because, like, you were in. So, like, my first small group I ever led, Annie was my co-leader. 
so that was like huge so like i had the coordinator as like help my helper and like that mm-hmm. was like really cool and then like we got close throughout like covid and that airtime and then we went to new york or i visited her basically kind when? of new york you did not visit me in New York. I visited you. Remember with Kelly and Jenny and oh, Ryan? Oh, and- that time. <laughs> this is a huge trip that we Her brain is gone. <laughs> she just don't remember anything. Wow. Okay, we went to the okay, Met. To be fair, we, uh, to be fair, we that, was like, that was like my first or second week in New York. So, so I didn't really She was also visiting that. New York. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's true. Like, I was still... I still didn't know where anything was. So I didn't yeah. really in my head it didn't process that you guys were like visiting i was just like coming with you guys but i oh, happened okay. to get That's here true. first but then you the thing is the reason why i thought that we were visiting you because you were like okay i'm gonna go back to my place mm. oh yeah that was a whole thing yeah and then like you're like oh i have to take this train and like you knew all the train systems pretty well or like somewhat well at the time oh i would say i'm good with directions so mm. I guess that's why I seemed like I knew where I was going when in reality, I didn't really know where I was going. I mean, it was all Google. We were all on Google. We're just like, yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, that like <laughs> totally slipped my brain. Well, that's okay. Get, get right to it. <laughs> well, we also went to Michigan. Yeah, we went to Michigan too. Oh, sure. I think we skipped a couple of years, Matt. That's why I was No. Like, oh, everything, okay. everything's no. just a blur. No, it's... everything. It went from COVID to like, Fast forward two years to visiting mm. New York. Oh, no, that was the same year. Didn't we go to Michigan and then that summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we went to Michigan in May. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting times. Interesting we also times. went to Chicago. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Didn't you go to Indy with Joe? Oh, that oh, was freshman. That's that was, no, that was freshman year. No, it was, that was, it was yeah, Kelly, that was Ryan, Adrian, Nathan. Annie. Yeah, and then we had Daniel Hong and Sung Jae. Uh-huh. Sung Jae. Hong. Yeah. You're watching, Daniel. What's up, dude? That was, doing well. Well, that's when we were wee little freshmen, and we had nothing to do. And I think it was fall break? That was fall break, yeah. Yeah, you guys were like, we're going to go to Indy. You guys want to come? I was actually really surprised you guys invited us. Yeah. Because I feel like when I was a sophomore, I would have been really awkward to ask just fresh freshmen. To like like individually, you guys didn't even make a group chat. You guys like asked us individually, like, do you want to come? Oh, I don't like, remember uh, how we asked you guys or how it ended up being that group. I think, I think it was I either think about it. I don't think you asked me. I think it was either Adrian. It was probably Adrian or Kelly asked me, like a bunch of us in our grade are going. And I was like, I was close oh. to Ryan and Adrian at the time. So I was just like, sure. I, I just went. remember my car. I mean, Kelly and I did Kelly drive. Yeah, Kelly drove. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, just boy. remember my car was a bunch of guys and i think there were three freshmen in my car and i didn't really know any of you guys yet mm. but i don't remember yeah. i think were you in my car i don't know no, if i was were. with uh adrian ryan and kelly i think in the other car okay. and you took like daniel hong sung jay as one other person i don't remember it's yeah. been a while it's been a while yeah yeah i think that's the only yeah. time i think i've been to indy oh i have not been to indy since then I think you don't need to go. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't really much. <laughs> there wasn't much to do in indie. Well, our viewers are now completely bored because yeah. they have no idea <laughs> well, what we're talking about. I think yeah. uh, speaking of like because we all <laughs> we met lost similarly with viewers. um with Adrian, we all met through Cornerstone, and what brought us together essentially was being Christian and like looking for a church on campus. 
but I wanted to ask, like, since, I don't know, Matt and I are, like, still fresh off um, Cornerstone. We haven't really been off, or, like, I'm still going back to Cornerstone, but you've been out of Cornerstone for, like, almost a year, like, over a year now. Mm-hmm. Like, how has it been since leaving Cornerstone and, like, your Christian walk when you're in grad school and doing optometry school in New York? Like, has it been different um, or what have your experiences been since leaving Cornerstone? Because you're pretty involved when you're in Cornerstone, so. Yeah. I mean, my senior year, I wasn't as involved, mm-hmm. but I would still say, like, I was pretty involved. Right. Um. Now, okay, so when I first moved to New York, obviously finding, like, a church was a pretty big priority for me. Right. And I went to, I want to say at least five, six, maybe seven different churches. Like I just went um, kind of church hopping. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like a time after like a month into school where I just didn't go to church at all for mm-hmm. like a full month. And it wasn't any reason in particular. I think I'd use the excuse that I was busy when in reality I was just lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after like that period, um, I had this conversation with my roommate. She's also Christian. Mm -hmm. And we basically talked about how, like, in college, no matter how busy we got, like, we would always, like, every single Sunday, we would go to church. And it was, like, a routine thing. It was, like, a given that, like, at least these two or three hours, like, we would be at church. And, like, in Cornerstone, I was at church Mm -hmm. way more than two or three hours a week. So, like, that's when I was, like, okay, I can't. I can't keep like hopping around. And part of the reason why I didn't go to church, I feel like for a while was because I lacked that like community aspect. You know what Mm. I mean? Like I would just go listen to the sermon and then just leave. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to get around on the weekend sometimes. So sometimes I just didn't want to make like a half hour trip to go watch it like a hour-long sermon and then maybe come back maybe go to school so that played a big part in it Mm -hmm. but then yeah after yeah after that phase I was like okay I just need to commit to one place because Mm -hmm. I can't you can't build a community if you're like hopping around every week that is true you know like and no church is going to be perfect like Mm -hmm. there's aspects of every church that like or every church struggles in some aspect mm-hmm. even if it's like not seen by the members right and I think uh I think serving really shows that because from a member's perspective everything seems fine but then you know well I know now even if everything seems fine there's like struggles here and there so if like mm-hmm. something's lacking a little bit it doesn't really speak to the church as a whole mm-hmm. you know so um yeah, I decided to just stick to one church and I still skipped a couple of weeks last mm-hmm. semester, like mm-hmm. fall semester at least. But then in the spring, I was pretty consistent. Oh, um, nice. And I think I still lack that community aspect. Like obviously coming from a place like Cornerstone right. where it's so community driven, mm-hmm. um, it's really like hard to not replace that but like even find something similar especially now like when 
you're out of college and everyone's kind of living their own life. Mm-hmm. You don't live in similar places and you don't like just meet up randomly at like some place on campus mm-hmm. out of the blue. It's like harder to like find that, I think. Mm. But getting there maybe slowly but surely. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard. I think yeah. it's interesting because Adrian talked about it last time, like like how there's like a lack of community around him at least mm-hmm. and yeah. i think it's interesting how like i think sometimes we like especially as leaders we might get sick of the community because mm-hmm. like you know we see all the problems or like you know we see like all the flaws of it but then we don't understand like how important it is mm-hmm. and like if you have a good community like you said like there's no other place like cornerstone we'll never find a place like cornerstone yeah. it's really true that community is just so unique in itself yeah. and it's so like like it just helps you a lot when it comes to like maybe faith and or just your social life or whatever so it's like interesting how like for you like um community was a big like either something that pushed you away or pushed or like you know kept you into a faith or like church yeah i think it's interesting walking away from something you're comfortable with especially uh church related like whether it be cornerstone or like your home church or like some a church or a youth group like graduating out of that like anything you get comfortable with in terms of Christianity I think it's the hardest hmm. because you I think church is one of those things where you're not really it's not really school where you like learn stuff it's more of like you guys have a common belief and like just having people around you believing in the same thing makes you stronger in that belief but once you take that all the way all like all the way it's like well I have to learn to believe it myself like without anyone around me and that's like really hard um mm-hmm. and i feel like a cornerstone especially with us being so relatable because we're all college students right and we're all um going through the same school and like meeting up at the same time and doing these things um it's i feel like it's i can only imagine how hard it is to like leave and not have those people around you to like help you grow in christianity um and like have those people around you with the same belief it's like i feel like especially with new york being such a busy place i can only imagine like people just dip go go to church and then go out like it's like one stop just listen to the word and leave and like not a lot of people stay behind for like small groups and stuff i don't know if your church has has that or not but i can only imagine how hard it is i think the church i'm going to now they do have like community groups and stuff Hmm. and i feel like some people do like meet up after church or like before church but I especially during school I don't have the social battery for that Mm. or like sometimes I just don't have the time for that Mm. usually my routine is I go to church and then I like grab a quick bite and then I just go to school and study Mm. so Mm. like sometimes I just I feel like I just don't have the social battery for that mm-hmm. and that i think that's, that plays a big part in um connecting with people right you have to be able to spend the time and like effort mm-hmm. like get to know someone to build that community right yeah and cornerstone makes that so much easier the community comes to you right in exactly way. yeah and like, like it's you like are just you're reach out yeah. you're, you're living in the community you don't yeah, have to we're go chasing anywhere. you not you chasing the community like we yeah. chase you and it's like a little bit different mm-hmm. it sounds kind of weird but you know what i mean uh yeah. but yeah 
Actually, this is kind of like an unrelated, unrelated story, mm-hmm. but I remember, because uh, like we're talking about church and everything, I remember one time we didn't have to watch like Pastor Kim's sermon for some reason, for like because it was like online or whatever, and then mm-hmm. I was like, in my head, I was like, hell yes, I get a break. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought to myself, I was like, wait, <laughs> this is not a good thing to be happy about. <laughs> but I remember Aww. I was so happy because I was like, because you know, like you get, you get sucked into this leadership in a church right and you have to be at every sermon no matter what and like some days you're just so tired i remember i didn't have to watch a sermon i was like yes and then i was like oh shoot wait <laughs> and then I, I guilted myself to look up like you know the passion or something and watching a sermon i like guilted myself because i was like oh shoot it's not a good mindset I, mm. but anyways that's like all unrelated um <clears throat> yeah would you say yeah. though like because i know at least for me and most people who go to cornerstone like the majority of your friend group is probably going to be people from Cornerstone. Like you'll have people from classes and like your major and whatnot, but you tend to hang out with people from Cornerstone that becomes like your social group in college. Mm-hmm. But like since now for you, at least church isn't really big in terms of the social aspect in your life. Are you relying more on like friends from school and classes for like social, your social needs, I guess, and like your social group? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Like all my friends, I are from school, like okay. in my class, mm-hmm. and it's actually really interesting. I know Adrian kind of touched on it, mm-hmm. um, last episode too, um, about how like his group of friends, like they're all very diverse, and majority right. of them are not religious. Mm. Um, similarly, I would say like only like a couple of my friends are religious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest aren't so like church and faith isn't really stuff that we like talk about Mm -hmm. and it like it just feels very like different not because like like obviously we don't like talk about like faith and religion and our personal walks Mm -hmm. like every time we have a conversation right but it's like something that like if it comes up then it's like it's like a normal topic of conversation mm-hmm. but then sometimes I feel like there's certain topics that I either want to avoid because I know we are going to have different opinions on it and I just don't want to have that conversation mm-hmm. or it's like topics of religion that I don't know whether or not to bring up because I don't know where they stand uh, you don't want to make people awkward or offend them right kind of deal in a way yeah kind of because they're like your friends right like that's your group and you don't yeah. want to like break up the group because like of your opinion kind of yeah I don't think that would ever happen it's more okay. like I just don't want to have that potential awkward interaction right when it's like that. really not necessary at all yeah 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 do you think then like since you left Cornerstone and like since your friend group now is a little more diverse in terms of um a religious beliefs or um I guess spirituality like does that change your approach to like the way you hang out and like the way you interact with people and like friends? So I feel like if you're more accustomed to like just seeing people and friends who are Christian, you tend to assume certain things. Like we all agree on certain things and we just kind of breeze over it. But if you're like with a people, a group of people who aren't kind of have to like take a step back and like explain certain things or like make sure you're being clear on what you mean on certain things. Like, are you, mm-hmm. are you more conscious of that? Like I know you said you were cautious about certain topics, but like just your entire approach to like talking with friends. Um, 
I think it's not so much. I don't think it has to do as much with like religious beliefs mm -hmm. as it does to do with like just getting to know the person in general. Okay. Because I moved here not knowing anyone at all. So mm. I feel like when I first meet people, it takes me a while to break out of my shell. And mm -hmm. there's like this period of time where um, I'm just like a little bit more careful just because I don't know the person at all. Like right. not not even like just their faith or anything, but just mm -hmm. like what they find important, like their where they are in life and mm. like their personality and everything so yes but not solely because of uh like religion mm -hmm. yeah so like do you have any advice now for like people who are kind of like entering a new space yeah. in life do you have like a pointers on like this is how you get to find the best church or <laughs> this is how you make friends uh, um okay what's, the, what's the andy dong special give it to us yeah <laughs> break it down uh, okay let's start with church dong so for church obviously it's important to know what you want to find in a church mm -hmm. and like write this down write this down <laughs> <laughs> and like look at like what the church um values and like their mission i guess like that's all important but i think the biggest biggest part of finding a church is just committing to to one mm. like if you have even if you have a list and um you try to match up each aspect to like churches i don't think unless you get lucky i don't think any church especially if the first one you go to i don't think it'll match every criteria perfectly mm -hmm. of course unless you get lucky but I think the important thing is to just like commit to one because mm -hmm. that's how you're going to like learn more about the church and like learn about the community. And of course, mm -hmm. if you attend that church for like two months and decide like, Oh, I don't like it. Then go, go find another church and like build a community there. Like not mm -hmm. every church is suited for you, but mm -hmm. just kind of commit to one eventually. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. that's important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then as for finding friends I think like I'm a little bit different than other postgrads like I don't have a job I hang out with the same couple of people every day because we go have all have the same classes oh uh, yeah so I think I don't really have a lot of advice for that mm -hmm. just because I only hang out with like classmates classmates and like people mostly in my grade mm -hmm. yeah but i would say reach out to people don't be like me <laughs> like don't be afraid to meet new people <laughs> okay <laughs> the secret to being like any dog is don't yeah. be like any dog <laughs> all right yeah. there's okay. the any special for you thank you <laughs> how to find church and friends thank you mm -hmm. well i think we all have a pretty uh big question to ask you mm. um and considering that you guys are on good terms um we know your previous boyfriend mark um you met through cornerstone as well and that was mm -hmm. obviously because you know um everyone's so close in cornerstone and it was on an episode was just, by the way yeah and Check mark if you guys know was on like maybe three episodes ago 
So that dude was um, <laughs> in a relationship with Annie back in uh, when you guys were seniors, I think. And did did it go? Long? I don't know how long it went oh, afterwards. No. Like but... Sophomore, junior, dude. Oh, really? My bad. That was COVID. Uh, <laughs> but would you say um, the fact that you found or you met Mark through Cornerstone and like having uh, that Christian background already in Cornerstone did that help you and Mark? I guess decide to start a relationship better or like. Would you say it's harder now to find someone because, like, you're not part of a church community per se, and you're just more of hanging out with friends? Start a relationship? Yeah, like finding, let's say, finding a boyfriend. Um, I don't know if you're like actively looking or not, but I think with Cornerstone, for some people who start dating Cornerstone, you have those automatic check boxes checked with like, oh, he's Christian, he's nice, like similar beliefs and whatnot so it kind of expedites certain things and aspects mm-hmm. in a relationship but now since you're not involved with a christian uh group of friends like is it harder for you to find someone that you might want to date or i don't know if you're mm-hmm. if you thought let's, about it let's that break way. that down because i don't know yeah. what the heck Joe that's, a, that's a terrible <laughs> um, way to all right let's question. let's uh let's reframe <laughs> that are you looking for a relationship annie oh yes not really okay not in particular right. at the moment okay just that kind of stops everything. No. Okay. So if you were to look for a relationship, uh-huh. right? Uh, what's the first thing you look for? Like, I know nothing about this person. And I can ask well, yeah, one What's question? Like, the first thing you look for? Yeah. Like, what's the first mm. thing you look for? Uh, I think I would want to know their religious stance. Mm. Yeah. That's I, like I the would first want thing, to know number one. that we have the same, like, faith. Mm. Of, like, same overall faith. Mm. yeah all right joe I what's the first thing you look me, for that's really important oh, me i think yeah, similar yeah similar like uh it, it's along the lines of religious belief but also like what what their virtues and values are yeah mm. what they value stuff like that mm. what about you that's very different <clears throat> what okay. is yours um is she a dancer <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, no, like, that'd be so weird. Can you just dance for me and see it? So, uh, anyways, uh, oh my gosh. Um, I think like the vibe, not necessarily like religious, but like, can I like be comfortable with this person? I think that's Aww. a big thing. Um, maybe that ties into religion at, at some point, but I think initially like, can I just like be comfortable and like have fun with this person? I think that's the first thing I look for. Maybe I'm shallow. I'm not sure. No, but I, anyways, I think that's important uh, too. Yeah. Like they can have the exact same values as me, but if they give off this like, like some sort of creepy vibe, mm. then like I'm gonna stay away from that person. Are Even you speaking maybe... from experience or uh, no, 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 just oh, okay, in general, okay. just like okay. people in general. She's met some you know? creepy dudes. York man, I mean Adrian's there, so that's one. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay, interesting. So then, like, um, do you think it's like? Actually, I guess it's the same for you, but okay. So like, is it, do you think it's easier to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend in grad school or uh, undergrad? She's been one year in grad school. Yeah. <laughs> is well, like everyone dating? Is there like a season? Cause you know, in Cornerstone, right? The, the, the months from March to like <laughs> April is when everyone starts dating break. each other. Uh, well, we're gonna take my answer with a grain of salt. Cause 
I went through four years of college and one year of grad school. I did mm. date in college and currently not looking to date in grad school right now. Mm. So take my answer with a grain of salt, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's easier to date in college or start dating in college. Yeah, undergrad, mm. right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, well, I feel like obviously there's like, if you want to find someone to date, I don't think it's extremely hard per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I feel like there's a lot of people in my grade, at least, given they're like a couple years older than me, they're all in like very like stable long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, yeah, they're like, there's a lot of them in stable long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. And then also my class is like 75% female. Oh. Maybe 80% female. Unrelatable. So that's that another be, thing. <laughs> that would be, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, is wrong, there, but anyways, is there yeah. a short, shortage of guys? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I wouldn't date anyone at school to begin with. Okay. I think, yeah. Like, would you want to date within your profession? I wouldn't want to date an optometrist. Mm. Uh, yeah unless they, they see too many uh bad no, no, um, unless criticize your work we're completely different specialties mm. then that's fine but i don't want to be same i don't want to have the exact same job as them mm-hmm. yeah like Next. you want a different lens yeah Peace. I'm on fire today. I don't know, guys. Dude, next thing you know, Eddie's going to be like, I'm somebody... dating optometrist. <laughs> yeah. Someone from my class. Somebody put me out, man. I'm too, I'm too good right now. Anyways. <laughs> uh, okay. So then um, I guess like we'll get to like the big question finally uh, mm-hmm. that we're trying to ask is, can exes uh, remain friends afterwards? Um, I guess like you can share like an experience. I guess anybody here can share an experience. Maybe they have a, maybe they're still friends with their exes or like, you think it's like possible it's not possible whatever like Annie mm. what do you think I guess we'll start with Annie can exes remain friends I depends. think it really really depends on the people mm-hmm. um is it possible I mm-hmm. would say it's it is possible though mm-hmm. um it's like though um like afterwards I think that relationship will never be the same as before you were dating yeah yeah mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. um yeah, I guess, like, long story short, it is possible, but mm-hmm. would not advise, not, would, yeah, would not advise in most cases, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Especially if it's, like, a new breakup. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're suggesting just avoid the person afterwards, even if you feel like you're on good terms, just for your own health mental health i guess to get out of the the cloudy mindset of like are we still good or are we are we like not good you know like trying to find answers by seeing the person but rather not just don't see the person that you just broke yeah, up with yeah kind of like give yourself a reset okay that's yeah. that's a good because point i would say like kind of from experience um it kind of prolongs the healing process mm-hmm. um by staying in contact i think yeah mm-hmm. so i, I would think agree on that yeah so i think it's like a good idea to like 
kind of like cut off and then kind of give yourself like a little reset mm -hmm. yeah what do you guys think well Dodo doesn't have any exes um but uh, yeah right Matthew, <laughs> what do you think <laughs> I, uh, I can't really speak for i'm uh i'm on the same page i do definitely agree that if you decide to remain friends with your ex after the shortly after you break up the healing process is definitely prolonged and i think it's actually it's actually more painful um, and it's not because of like the other person is doing something or anything. It's just like you yourself can't like, you know, it's, it's all you, like you, the internal battle within you, whether it's like, your feelings or your thoughts about that person, like it's harder to like move on from it, especially mm -hmm. if you remain in contact. So that's like the big thing I would warn. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's really hard. Um, but it is possible, but I guess like, this is kind of moving on to my next point. Annie, would you see a see it as a red flag if like your i guess potential future boyfriend uh is friends with their exes his ex, his exes is that a red flag for you um how close of friends are we talking so like, i guess we'll we'll play two scenarios right one is really close and the other one is just like they're chill like they, they talk once in a while they say hi to each other but they're like they don't like they're not super close but one of them do yeah Okay, for the chill one, no. Like, I don't think that's a red flag at all. Okay. For the close one, if it's like, I think the the extent of closeness that I would consider a red flag is like, they message or talk very regularly, mm. individually, mm. Mm. Um for no particular reason like it's not like they're co-workers and like they have to talk to like get mm, stuff done uh, yeah they mm. just like kind of talk for fun very regularly mm. um and like they would consider each other like like almost like best friends kind of thing mm -hmm. um if they're just close to the extent of like like i would say like we're pretty close right like three of us are pretty close mm -hmm. i don't think i would consider that like a red flag you right know what i mean like i'm comfortable going like and hanging out with you guys like and catching up like for a couple hours at a time mm -hmm. and like pretty frequently if we happen to be in the same place right mm -hmm. but i don't i don't think i would think that's a red flag okay yeah i that's think big thing i heard yeah yeah if you're going into a relationship and you know someone has history with someone and like you observe from the outside like they're hanging out every day they're like best friends and like always close to each other and hanging out i would hesitate to go into that relationship thinking yeah, like it's it safe like their ex actually yeah like, if it was if, just if like it was a just a best friend, friend guy or a friend girl and they act more they act like they're a couple almost then i would i would be very concerned yeah personally. the hardest part of yeah the hardest part about that is where do you stand on the totem pole of their priority? Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, at least for me, always bugged me. Because, like, I think I'm not clingy, but, like, I'm not, yes. like... <laughs> <laughs> I never dated Joe, so I don't know why he's saying that. Um, I don't know. But, uh, we got pretty close. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, uh, I'm not, like, clingy, but, like, like I said, I'm, like, an extroverted person. I love being around people. Like, that's how I get energy. Like, that's how, like, you know, I, like, whatever. Um, but 
it's it's definitely hard because I think that person could definitely be treating you, or like let's say your girlfriend or your boyfriend could be definitely treating you higher than that friend, but it just doesn't seem like that. Yeah. Right. Because you don't you don't know their thoughts, but like you can see their actions. And it's like it's it becomes very confusing and it becomes very like like what 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 is this? Like what's happening kind of deal. Yeah. Like, and I think um whether it's like like they're friends with their ex or like their guy best friend or girl best friend, whatever. Um, it's it's definitely like something difficult, like psychologically that like or mentally that you have to like get through. And I personally can't get through that. So it would be very hard for me, I think, to like date somebody who has like, for example, a girl has a lot of guy best friends. Yeah. It would just be a little. It would just be like, uh, I don't know, like where where, that, where do I come in? Do I just come in right? Because like she's probably closer to those guy best friends than me, even though yeah. I'm the boyfriend. So it's like I can't compete, right? So it's like kind of that deal. I don't know. It's, it's like action speaks louder than words. Like if the, she's just hanging out, you know, it's like it's worse. Mm-hmm. It's better for you know, like to you to be in person together than to say like, oh, you're my boyfriend or you're my girlfriend. We're we're good. And like I think those are the kind of things couples fight about. It's like unintentionally, the action for them was in, not intentionally to you know seem like they're moving away from their significant other, but the significant other interprets it as, oh, you're leaving me for this person, or you like this person more because you're hanging out with them more. And those are mm-hmm. those are like miscommunication through action. I think that yep. you might be careful about. Yeah. That's a big one. Do you have yeah. to say any? Sorry, I don't want to. Um. Yeah, I think that would be an uncomfortable situation too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Never but I mean, stuff. I guess, like, uh, that kind of also goes. This is just like relationships in general now, mm-hmm. but that kind of also goes with like kind of anything too. Like that's kind of just like a balance in a relationship kind of thing, where it's like if you spend way, way, way too much time at work and neglect, not neglect, but like not prioritize the other person, Mm -hmm. like that also leads to problems, even though Mm -hmm. it's like not intentional or like um, what you were trying to do anyway. Mm -hmm. So I guess that just kind of comes down to like communication and like mutual understanding. Right. Trust. I think trust is a big thing too like um can you like fully trust your partner that you know he or she will not you know i guess like you know like just trust them right you know it's like it's a hard thing to explain kind of mm-hmm. it's like so like uh case by case but yeah trust is a big one i think too yeah so then you know i have another question annie and i, mm-hmm. I don't know why i have so many relationship questions um <laughs> so this is something i talked about with adrian and ryan and i remember we got into a actually a big argument about it we we Mm. weren't like actually were we fighting we might have been fighting but we were like kind of yelling at each other because we were like it was like it was kind of split but not really but it was basically me against adrian and then ryan was in the middle i'm pretty sure but um, it always is yeah that's true uh the question is is it a red flag when you're okay so let's say you're in a relationship right and you're dating joe Oh, and okay. um okay uh joe posts you oh sorry you post joe on your social media like all the time and like stuff like that mm-hmm. or like once in a while you know you post uh joe but then joe never posts you he is that never a red posts flag? you at all what 
are you're asking if that's a red flag yeah that's a red flag so like basically like if they looked at joe's profile they would never know that they're that you're you're he's dating anybody like that's how like bear is like mm. what do you think is that a red flag or is that not a red flag i don't think that's a red flag that's what i'm saying <laughs> i think that's I personal what... preference exactly like, if you want to post what... then post if you don't want to post then don't post that's what i'm saying i think so it, there's a caveat to that. Let's say I like for me, most people know I'm not very active on social media. So it would be normal for me to not post about, let's say if I had a girlfriend, but let's say I'm like one of those almost every week I have a post life update thing, what I'm up to, who I'm hanging out with. And I post about everything, but my girlfriend, then I feel like, like that might be a little, little concerning. Like, let's say I'm hanging out with a bunch of friends one-on-one with other people, especially if it's another girl and I post about that but then I don't post anything about I do with my girlfriend. I get the perspective of like, I want to protect the privacy of our relationship, but to a certain extent, it's like you're showing off that you're, you're, you're with these people and like, you're undervaluing that you're with this one significant other in a certain sense. Let me give you a scenario, Annie. So let's okay. say <laughs> we're eating at uh, dinner and uh, I post myself eating and you took that picture, but I don't tag you or anything. And that's all I post. I, I think that's fine. Oh. Like, this is an actual post, right? Not like yeah, a like, story. A, no, or like a story or something. Like, it could be a story or a post, either one. Like, it's just like, I, like, you're there, but I don't post you. So, like, kind of like that deal. I don't know. Is that a red flag? Okay, I don't think that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. But I think in this, like, this, scenario joe was mentioning where like they do post a lot but they just don't post that relationship their or their relationship i feel like if there's like i feel like i would ask why right you gotta be communication about that yeah i think i would be curious Hmm. and like depending on the answer Hmm. then maybe i would see it as a red flag like if their answer gives me the sense that they want to hide it from someone or for some reason uh, yeah then maybe but if it's just like they just don't like to post pictures right. of their relationships in general for no particular reason i don't see an issue with it mm-hmm. but i also do know like there are probably some people who do really mind that like they want to they, they don't want, or they want, like, it to be, like, kind of mutual, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like some people might care. Personally, I don't think I care that much. I think I care more about the t- pictures are being taken than whether or not you post it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I still want the picture. I don't care if you post it or not. Right, right. But okay. I want the picture. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. The way I saw it was like, I think social media is like it. I think I know for some people it's like, it's for themselves, right. It's for them to put out what they want and their like, you know, life or whatever. But for me, like, since I don't post on Instagram that much, it's kind of just like for everyone else to kind of get an update on like what I'm doing. And I don't need other people to see that I have a good relationship or like I'm in a relationship. I, the only thing I care about is that me and my girlfriend know that we're in a relationship. Like that's Mm -hmm. the only thing I care about. So, like, me posting on social media doesn't really, like, matter to me that much. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll do it and everything. And, like, it's like, cool when it happens. But it's not, like, a deal breaker. It's just, like, 
like i don't need people to know kind of yeah. deal so yeah i think it's also one of those things where i don't know if it's so much for the guy than the girl but let's say the girl posts about the boyfriend and they have the photos and everything into the whole anniversary photos every year but then the guy just doesn't post anything at all the girl might be worried like especially if they feel like it's justified like some random girl pulls up and the guy's dm is like hey you're, are you like single you know like like hitting up on a guy who already has a girlfriend but the girl other people just not knowing because he just doesn't have that information available anywhere and they just assume that he's single and the girl the girlfriend doesn't want that to happen because she knows that's my boyfriend and i feel like it depending on the boyfriend's response to those kind of interactions could be a little concerning like if the girlfriend's like up front and be like, no, sorry, like I have a girlfriend, like you're mis misspoken for assuming that I'm single, then it's fine. But then like the guy like doesn't care and like follows up. He's like, hi, like, how's it going? Like, and they don't, oh, they don't make weird. it, make that's it, like, well, that's true. you know, obvious um, that <laughs> they're in a relationship that could, oh, I feel like girls play out that scenario in their head and they're just like, what if like someone, some random girl takes the guy away from me and just like DMs, like, it, I don't know. It could bother some people, I guess. I have I a great know. question. I have a great question that I just remembered. So I had this conversation with some people from my church. Uh, shout out. Actually, should I shout out? Never mind. I'm not going to shout out. But um, <laughs> Get right. <laughs> uh, should I? I feel bad. So, okay. So my friend Deborah uh, talked about this question. Is, is which is worse? Emotional cheating or physically cheating? Mm. Oh. So you guys, I don't have to define it, right? I think you guys kind of get it yeah i think so okay cool is, is there is any confusion miss dong no on, i'm uh... just thinking about okay the yeah so what's worse physical or emotional cheating okay but you're assuming that when they physically cheat there is no emotion to attach to it because i feel like if someone's physically cheating it could also be no there's emotions attached to it but not the emotions you probably want okay i see i see what you're saying yeah so okay well what's worse to you guys yeah, any form of cheating is pretty bad, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I they're like, both bad. Like, like, okay, let's make that good clear. All right, all the viewers, it's both bad. <laughs> Don't be like, oh, Joe and which, Andy said which, that physical cheating is worse, so I can emotionally cheat. <laughs> that's okay. Don't, which no, one's that's worse? Not what we're doing here. They're both bad, but which one's worse? Mm. How are we defining emotional cheating? So, like, at what point does it count as emotional cheating? I think I don't exactly remember how uh, my friend described it, uh, defined it, but I think it to me it's like it's it's more like maybe confusion. Mm. So let's say like I really so let's say I'm like uh, I'm dating Joe, right? But then I also really like Mark. Like it, it's and like I start like like it gets in the way of like him like yeah yeah it gets in the, the way person. like I'm like. I'm not fully committed to Joe. I'm like kind of thinking about Mark, but like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, okay, it's kind of weird, but like, you know what I mean? Right. So I like, it's kind of like though. that. So like, it's like, does that make sense? I hope okay. that makes sense. I think I kind of know. So what's worse? I guess I can give my answer because I was easily convinced. What's, what's your uh, answer? I think physically cheating is worse. Mm. Because that is when you are consciously committing the act of cheating or, or like you have now gone for it like you have mm -hmm. not just like um like thought about it right mm -hmm. like you've like you've had that thought you've meditated on that thought and then you've now 
done it. And like, there's, I don't want like, and I think like we talked about how like the excuse of like, oh, I was drunk or I wasn't in my right mind. You don't think like that doesn't, that doesn't uh, apply. Like you'd mm-hmm. committed it and you know, like drunk, drunk actions are sober thoughts. So it's like, I think when you physically cheat, that's worse because you are conscious of what you are doing. It's not like you're like, oh, I didn't know. Right. It's like, no, you know, and you did it. Mm. I think that's worse. Mm. I think I agree. I answer would be physically. Mm. Uh, I guess very similar reasons. Like mm-hmm. in order to, this is under the assumption that if you physically cheat, it's by your own intention. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. So mm-hmm. that means that you you have thought about it and you're putting those thoughts into action mm-hmm. versus if it's emotional, like that's still just your own thoughts. So it's like, they're both bad. but um physical cheating would be like you're putting that into action like you thought about it and now you're acting on it like Mm -hmm. i guess an analogy would be like stealing like you can think you can see something at the store and be very tempted to steal it but like that in itself isn't right because you want to steal something Mm-hmm. But there's a big difference between just wanting to steal it and then walking out of the store and like not stealing it versus seeing it and then actively like stealing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I, I find it hard to imagine no matter how much we isolate the f- difference between physical and emotional. Like if you're physical and cheat someone, you would have had to emotionally cheat first. I feel like yeah. it's really hard to spontaneously cheat i mean it does happen but i guess spontaneously cheat on someone without having the emotional you know crossover first like you would have to have those temptations those thoughts before uh making a move um especially if it's one under like if it's done under like some form of influence or whatnot um i was i was thinking about whether or not you know, physically cheating is something that's forgivable or everything is, you know, uh, really, if you really put heart into it, forgivable. But if it's physically done and it was truly done by mistake and you're really up for making up for it and your true emotional, I guess, commitment is still with your first significant other. And that was just like a one-off mistake and you and the significant other is able to work it out and not be bothered by it, then maybe it's okay versus if you're emotionally just committed to another person and no matter how many times and how long you're with your first significant other your mind is elsewhere you're just wasting the other person's time i feel like and that in itself time is you know you're just wasting someone's life away and that's something that's irreplaceable i think and harder to forgive than just the one mistaken action that's like i initially thought of it that way but i feel like the physical cheating um, has to have emotional cheating first in order for it to happen. So I find it much more so worse. It's, it's interesting because I think my incidences of like physical cheating have been with very low emotion. The ones I've seen or I've like heard about mm. because it's like they get drunk at a party and then okay. they just like make out with this random girl or okay. random dude. If it's so, that way, then yeah, I feel like, so, yeah. Yeah. It's so somewhat different. Yeah. yeah. As someone who's uh I guess in the Christian perspective as well, like someone who has to try to maintain the purity as well. Physical is much worse. I mean, I guess emotional 
cheating is basically lost and that's also equally as bad but that in itself i think is mentally easier to digest and cooperate with than something that physically happened like annie mentioned her analogy is a pretty good analogy i think but i think to play devil's advocate i thought about this question i think it hurts more for the other side the person who's getting cheated on i guess in this example mm-hmm. when it's emotional than it's physical I agree. Because, I was just thinking. Yeah, that. because emotionally mm-hmm. or physically, it's like, okay, well, you know, it happens. Especially if you like, like, no, like the other person's like better looking than you're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> okay, okay I'm, I don't know about that, but okay. If your girlfriend or boyfriend cheated on you, it's like, it's done. Like, you mm. now know everything. It's like, you know who that person uh, is. You know what happens. Sense. It's done, right? But if you emotionally cheat, and let's say you're dating, like I'm dating my girlfriend and my girlfriend suddenly breaks up with me mm. for apparently no reason, mm-hmm. right? But she has already emotionally attached to this other dude or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that is hurts more for that person who's getting cheated on because now they, get, they got broken up with with absolutely no reason. Mm-hmm. It's like, you broke up with me, why? What did I do anything wrong? Like, I, like Makes sense. he's like constantly thinking like, what did I do wrong? Like, what did I do? Like, you know, what happened, right? But you can never know because obviously they're not going to tell you, right? Or if they do, that's kind of interesting. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, that's yeah. good, but bad at the same time. But you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think that's actually worse because then that person is like, they just lost their significant other with absolutely no real like re- way of stopping it or like mm-hmm. seen it, or like seen it coming maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's kind of, you know, yeah, depends. Any form of cheating is just bad in general. But I feel like emotions can be more confusing. Because you're just not clear on what really is in their head. But yeah. This is kind of related, but also not really. But I actually I have a lot of respect for people who can break up with their boyfriend or girlfriend when they're like really confused. Like they don't know what this is what they want anymore. And I have a lot of respect for them for being able to break up with them when that starts to happen. Because I feel like that emotion doesn't doesn't settle itself while you're still main, trying to maintain a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, okay, let's say you're in a relationship and you guys start having those feelings of like, are we going to actually commit to this all the way? Or is this just for, you know, personal growth, whatever? And you guys start having those questions of like, where are we with our relationship? Like you guys are like past the honeymoon phase and whatnot to what extent are you able to bear with it and try to work it out with your partner or just say, this is not going to work out and let's, let's move on and break it up. Like where, how do you determine where the line is for that? Um, I don't think I'm the best person to answer this question. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I, I, I'm the kind of person who feels like you can work basically anything out. No. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. No, but, I don't think I'm the um, best person to answer this. Wait, I, I feel like, like, uh, if okay, so like, I don't know if I'm understanding your question right. So, if some girl came up to me and was, or my girlfriend came up to me and be like, "Oh, I like this other person." No, no, no. Uh, no okay, I, not like that. Not That's like not that. I'm I was saying like you of. and your girlfriend mutually come to like without even. T- I mean, I feel like at some point. In a relationship, you guys know what you guys are thinking without even really saying it, but you guys kind of both know the the initial like honeymoon 
feelings of like, oh, lovey-dovey, we're going to do everything together kind of feeling kind of starts going away and you start, reality kind of sets in and you realize the relationship is something you have to work for and you realize, oh, this is something we're not ready for and like we can't really work this out yet now or Mm -hmm. let's both try, even though we might fail and even though we might argue, push through it and I think it'll work out eventually. Like at one point, do you give up on the efforts you guys both put in? Like, sacrificing time and sacrificing energy and resources in your life for the significant other or no, you guys yeah, say okay. that's too much and you guys have to you know go separate ways and work on yourself. i obviously was not listening um but uh <laughs> i'm like i think me and annie talked about this like because we're very similar in that aspect we will never give up mm. and uh that's cool and dumb yeah or dumb. <laughs> yeah but, it, it can um, be dumb <laughs> we because I think like there's always we always have this notion of like the light we see the light at the end of the tunnel like or we are hoping to see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of deal Mm. and I think um for me like if I'm like giving advice to my friend I would say try to get out but if I was the friend (laughs) I would keep going (laughs) I wouldn't give up so it's like I'm like Mm. I'm not even listening to myself at this point because I think like Mm -hmm. for me since I'm like more of an emotional person Mm -hmm. I just can't, like, I just can't drop it. Like, yeah, I just can't I feel give like it's up. Hard. Mm-hmm. I can't give because, like, I'm. Uh, people say it's not giving up, but for to me, I see it as giving up, and uh, I, like, yeah. I hate that feeling of like I lost. You know what I mean, kind of deal. Uh, yeah. So, um, like, even if like my girlfriend like cheated on me or like whatever, like I would try to keep like if for if like I know I would say to myself like, oh, I should get out. This is bad, but like I would find a reason to keep going. Like that's like my problem. So it's um, yeah, it's it's a weird. It's hard. It's really hard because I think mm-hmm. there's so much emotions when you're in it, mm-hmm. and since I'm an emotional person, I can't filter it correctly. But if like I'm super logical, then mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, bounce, gone. I you see. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think for me, there's some specific things that um, I know that if that happens, then I I'm done. Like if they cheated, I I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is like while we're dating, right? Um, but majority of the things, I'm a yeah, I'm like Matt. Like I think it's workable. I think we can work it out. Mm. Maybe it's we'll not actually workable, but like we'll I think it'll be this. fine. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like like I acknowledge that it would be hard and it mm-hmm. would be a lot of work, but mm-hmm. I I think that's fine. I think think, anything worth sustaining requires a lot of work anyway. Like that's kind of my mindset. Mm -hmm. So if it's like, it doesn't matter to me that it's hard, Mm -hmm. but I will say that has to be mutual. Like if it doesn't matter if I'm willing to work it out and the other person's not like, that's not going to work. Right. That's so true. Because normal people are trying to get a plan to get out. But me and Annie are, are has a we create a plan to keep it going. So but both people need a cosign. Of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. but both people oh, need to cosign fine. both plans, right? Yeah. So yeah. like it, it, it won't work unless both sign it. Yeah. So uh yeah, that's the yeah. Yeah. I think a good example actually of something like kind of similar, kind of realistic, is like um like graduating, right? Like, especially if you start dating in college, 
like after you graduate you have to find a job or like I'm going to school and like I'm gonna be here for like three more years right and like I was talking to some people and like in that time maybe they'll be on their second job like maybe they would have already moved twice Uh, and like yeah that's like kind of hard right like because I don't plan on like like getting married or doing anything until at least after I graduate right Right. but then maybe that's different for two people who have jobs and like they can be in the same area right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what I thought of at least when you were explaining the question Uh, I see that makes sense LDR we have a lot of friends doing LDR and yeah. <laughs> big, big respect to them like i think they're the yeah. strongest people mentally strong people i know yeah because like that's hard that's really hard um can only imagine and like the ones that are, at least i'm close with they're like each across the country like one of them's over <laughs> here and one of them's over here <laughs> so it's like a different like west coast east coast you know type right. of deal and it's like oh my god like yeah whew, must be hard yeah thank god we got zoom <laughs> <laughs> Or like it's not video same. calls. No, but just the time zone. That's like that is true. Hard. Yeah, y'all, time y'all are y'all are in the PM time. Good job, you I, guys. Like woke up an hour ago. Like like Jason's different. dating Bernice, and Bernice is in Hong Kong. He's in Indiana. Nice. I don't know how they do it. What? Anyways, um, that that yeah, time zones are rough. Props to them. Mm-hmm. Big props. Big props. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is there any other questions, Joe? Or are we going to well, hot topics right now? Well, I don't know. Any is there anything you want to talk about moving into New York per se? Like I know Indiana and where we were at with Cornerstone Purdue is like in the middle of cornfield. <laughs> like, what's the biggest? Because you're also from Oklahoma, so like I'm assuming yeah. you're not really familiar with the city. Like, what's the biggest oh, culture shock you had going into New culture York? Culture shock. Yeah, like Electri- city life. Electricity. <laughs> electricity wi-fi wi-fi i i have electricity and wi-fi everywhere excuse me <laughs> you don't get the joke we i get the joke. Jokes. <laughs> okay yes for for the people who don't get it they like to joke <laughs> or at least matt and some other friends like to joke that um, oklahoma doesn't have electricity or wi-fi or does it exist <laughs> yeah i would like everyone to know that okay <laughs> oklahoma does have electricity and wi-fi no shade to our Oklahoma viewers. I'm just saying. We just thought it was interesting. Yeah. No. Take offense to it. I <laughs> low-key thought you were making fun of her height and she was too short to reach the Wi-Fi. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the route I would have gone Joe, that's for. such a stretch. That, that's the route that's I would have gone not, for. Andy's not short. She's really short. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? um, anyways, biggest culture shock. Yeah. New York. Um, is it, oh, I'm not saying. I was gonna say like a lot of Asians. I feel like that would be a cool shock for me. I like seeing a lot of Asian people. Shock. I don't think. Well, because there's a lot of everyone. You oh, know what I mean, yeah. I think okay, actually that's that's the biggest thing. There's a lot of people everywhere, mm. and like when I'm walking down. Actually, I don't really. The only places I really walked when I didn't live here was like on campus in college. Mm. So I guess walking everywhere and subway 
mm-hmm. are like the biggest, biggest differences. Mm-hmm. And then just the sheer number of people, I think. Like mm. just walking down the subway and it's like so busy. The city never sleeps, right? It's that's true. I'm also I also don't live in the city. Yes, I live right. in Queens. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot quieter. Mm-hmm. Um Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Queens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say though, I am not a city person. Okay. So you so just know that? I, I'm not a city person. Okay. Um I don't mind living here, but I would not live here long term mm. because I don't know. There's like I miss my green. There's like nothing. There's like concrete jungle. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I miss touching. I literally miss touching grass. That makes sense. Yeah. Some um, people can't, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. But would you agree that there's much more, I, I don't know, much more to do? At least that's how it feels for me when I ever come back here to Korea. It's like, versus Indiana, like, I know I'm there for studying, but like, I want to hang out. It's literally going to someone's house or going to like Boba and like sitting down and talking mm-hmm. and maybe playing a board game. And that's like the form of entertainment for me in the cornfields. And here is like, I got everything. I got all the restaurants, all the arcades and hangout spots, got all the karaoke places, you know, and like stuff mm-hmm. to do. I literally hung out yesterday with like Sung Jae and Joy and like we we were walking around in the middle of Seoul and we we're just doing stuff. And mm-hmm. there's like busking people and like you just you can just walk around and have fun. So it's like a little different. But yeah. do you feel like you have more to do in New York? I, don't I know think how in general are. there is more to do. Hmm. Um in general everything is also a little bit more expensive and I am very broke. No. <laughs> Call this life. <laughs> but also this is just me personally. Um, there definitely is a lot to do, but something I've just realized about myself, I'm very, very much a homebody. Like even if there's a lot to do, I would still prefer going to someone's apartment and playing board games or something. Miss playing Catan. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I taught my <laughs> I taught my dad how to play Catan at home. Oh my it was gosh. so fun. Dude, I hate, um, I hated board games. I need to get out. <laughs> yeah i think it has to do so more with, like personality mm, yeah like i, like I haven't left my apartment all day today and nice. i'm perfectly content with that me too so yeah. yeah but in general there's definitely a lot more to do mm-hmm. a lot more food too mm-hmm. yeah. so do you regret not choosing boston <laughs> no <laughs> okay okay i don't think i do okay i think I think I do. Oh, I knew before I decided to move to New York that I would like the atmosphere of Boston more. Yeah. Uh, But New York is also the kind of place where um, I think I think it's nice to experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I did I convince you to go to New York? Huh? Did I help? Did I help convince you go to New York? Because I remember I just kept saying go to New York to you. Not really. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I, mean, I remember you saying that. Matt was expecting a think... different answer. <laughs> My influence <laughs> zero. <laughs> reaches. <laughs> I mean, by that aspect, like there was also like Kelly who really, really wanted to go to Boston at the time. Right? Oh, yeah, that is true. So really I mean, did. I guess I mean, it, it would have. She's going to end up out. there, right? I I don't know. 
but Boston. Yeah. Boston. I think it was mostly I just wanted to experience city life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Even because though I know I'm not a city person. You're in Oklahoma your whole life, so yeah. That's a big change. Well, I was in Oklahoma from like four to eighteen. Yeah, basically all life. Where were you, where were you born? Long Island. Oh, okay. Wow. Did not know that, but that's that's cool to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my birth certificate says New York on it. So you're you're going back to your home grounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I don't think I've ever seen my birth certificate before. Really? No. My parents locked that up and I haven't seen it ever. Like what? I don't know my blood type. I don't know You don't know your blood type? I think it's B. B, B for plus. Bay. B plus. I'm B positive. B positive? Oh yeah, B positive. Yeah. Not B plus. I, I am an A positive. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was O for the longest time, but I found out I was A like when I was in the military. Yeah, similar oh. pronunciation, I guess. Uh, all right. What do you mean? No, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> let's go to hot takes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> random so, question. Oh. This is this is more important than the whole podcast, Annie. This, this is the most important part. This is where you determine what kind of person you are. If we stay oh friends. <laughs> yeah, this is if you're going to be a guest ever again on the show. Um, which one do you want to do, I just say the Matt? exact opposite of anything you guys say. <laughs> she doesn't want to come back. It's <laughs> like, nah, I'm dipping. You should come back with uh, Kelly and Amy. That'd be cool. Ooh, that'll be fun. And Jenny, Jenny too. And yeah, yeah and Jenny. You get I'm the down. dongs in. The roommates. The roommates. We'll have a roommate edition. Four dongs. Four dongs. Why? Right, why is it called dongs? You're like, there's only one dog. Annie's, Annie's the coolest. Anyway, keep know. moving. Oh. Uh, Which one do you want to ask, Matt? The second one or the third right. one? No. Oh, second or third one? Okay. Or do you want um, to do the first one? <laughs> no, no, that's okay. That one's stupid. How many options uh, are there? There's oh, three we got, options. We got three options. Does water have taste, Annie? Does water have taste? Mm-hmm. First question. Yes. Good answer. Let's just invite Jenny, Amy, and Kelly. <laughs> She's coming back. I do agree that water has taste, but I don't, it doesn't, it's like so small to me. Mm. Like, I don't really, it doesn't, like, I just drink water. I don't care. Are you Are you guys picky with your water? I know some people like can't drink like, I'm not fountain picky. water. I'll can't, drink water. They need lemon for like restaurant water or whatever. Are you picky with water, Annie? I'm not super picky with water, but... There is some water that I will think tastes bad, mm. and I wouldn't want to fill up my water bottle with it. Okay. Yeah, mm. that's why I said water has taste. I think in general, if it's like good water, I don't think it particularly has a taste. Right. But since water, different types of water taste different, then it has a taste. Mm. That's why I said it has a taste. Do you guys believe that different brands of bottled water have different tastes? Like, do you have a specific Brought like brand of bottled water you buy. Dasani tastes the worst. Dasani, but Dasani? I will drink it. But Dasani tastes the worst. But the best is Ice Mountain. Guys, we should ice do. Mountain. We should do a uh, water, water taste test, blind taste test, blind taste. The first How time I even... had Ice Mountain, I did not like it. Oh, I really? loved Ice Mountain, but there's like a lot of like very unique. Before, have you guys heard of Piggy Water? No. What? Okay. What's mind. that? Like piggy? Yeah, like a pig. Like no, like it has a it has a logo. The has a logo. The logo is a pig. No, what? I'm gonna Google <laughs> it later. 
I've had like I've had Dasani, I've had Aquafina, and I think I don't know if it's in Indiana, but I've had Deer Park. Wait, Aquafina's a actor. You might be getting it wrong. I know Aquafina's also water brand. It was, uh, but like, um, there's uh, also thick water. Oh, I've heard that's just a different water. texture. Yeah. Like thick. Is there slim thick water? I don't. <laughs> I'm like very. I want to do a like a blind taste test of water to water. Yeah, because I don't think I would t- be able to tell the difference. Any DIY? Like you think DIY water taste. has a taste? DIY water? Yeah. I don't know. I've never. I don't know. Oh, have you never? I've done things where like I took the DIY water thing. And I just like squirt it in my mouth. Like I've never some... done that. <laughs> I don't think not... it would. Is it's it just me? To be clean, right. right? That's not. That's not. How about distilled water? I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> um there's like like my mom likes fiji the most fiji oh that's a pop that's an expensive brand it's expensive that's it's why expensive. like that's why like we told her my mom like wait, why do you is choose it, the most expensive is it also brand? smart smart water expensive there's smart yeah. water there's, there's evian evian there's box water yeah box water there's, there's boss d- you guys remember that gla- boss water oh uh, boss. boss is that the one in the that's glass, the glass. Yeah, yeah that's the one in the glass that's like stupid expensive for yeah there's also black water there's whole foods water what? This salt three six five three six five uh guys uh, three, i get six, my five. water from like my brita that that thing that's yeah that's what i did in college because I mean, <laughs> indiana had like the worst water quality in like all the states do you guys do you guys like sometimes drink out of tap like just straight up yeah really no yeah i can never do tap something, i used to do that. something about tap is a little weird for me i used to do that mm. not smart Anyways, okay, great question. Next question: If you could eliminate the existence of one food, Annie, existence what would it be? Of one food, yeah, yes, just you can completely eliminate it. Gone. Just Onions, not, goodbye. Not, not broccoli, goodbye. So Chinese. this is basically what is my least favorite food? No, it doesn't have to be your least favorite. No, food. you could just eliminate one. Personally, like, for me, I would eliminate fried food. So I feel like oh, it's just bad for my health. Like, and I I want it a lot, and it's just not good for health. And you can eliminate so many health problems with this. I just like fried food doesn't exist anymore. I like fried mm. chicken too much. Yeah, um, I like I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm not. If I eliminate it, does wait, like if you eliminate fried chicken, mm-hmm. do people still know what fried no, chicken is? No, they just is? don't know it no. exists. They just it don't never, know. it's oh. just not ever anywhere. Oh, that's a pretty like, good one. Raising canes, gone. Never existed. Any fried raisin, chicken places. Raising burgers. <clears throat> It'd be raisin broccoli or something. Raisin <laughs> something. It's just steamed broccoli. <laughs> kind of raisin <lit>. tofu. <laughs> hmm. Matt, what's yours? I need to think about this one. I, 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 I guess it could it. be a drink as well if you, if you really want to. Oh. I would eliminate alcohol. Oh. Mm. what's your reasoning can't say i'll do the same um well personally i don't even like alcohol Mm. but i feel like i feel like this also comes from the fact that like during our time in college there were a lot of debates regarding alcohol and like religion Uh, and that that would like eliminate that debate completely a little bit a huge debate um mm-hmm. and then also i feel like i guess to some people it's like a good social drink 
and it like helps you be more social and like open up to people but I mean it doesn't really taste good mm-hmm. there's no like actual benefit in drinking alcohol all right and uh yeah there's really no benefit in getting drunk either so, yeah that is true yeah and then that chicken. means if you meet new people then the go-to activity would not be to go to a bar oh you're right yeah because if you go playing Katan. <laughs> because personally like back in august when i was trying to meet new people the go-to activity for people would be to go to a bar and like uh, drinks are so expensive so I would buy like a fifteen dollar drink, take like two sips out of it, and then that that kind of be it because I can't really finish a whole or I don't really want to finish a whole drink. Mm-hmm. And then, mm. but that's like fifteen dollars that I just had to spend. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that's my reasoning. Mm. <sighs> oh, I think for my sake. I would ban instant ramen. Oh, <laughs> I that's, eat that's a lot a of instant goof. ramen. Mm. I love instant ramen. A lot so, of like, rage right now. I, I just, <laughs> this is gonna sound bad, and nobody go at me if, they, if they've listened this far. Um, I, I remember, remember uh, Annie. We went to Ichiban, right? So that's like the Michelin star ramen. Oh. I remember I ate that. Ichiban. I went to Ryan and I said I could really go for like like some shin onion or something. <laughs> I I don't oh my god! No, because to me, that honestly tastes better. Like I don't wow. know. Like it's like to me. Like I think I'm like my my taste buds are so fried. Okay, so the thing about Ichiban, the broth was amazing. Like the soup mm. was amazing, but the noodles kind of sucked. But like with instant ramen, I can make sure that both the noodles and the soup taste good. So the my MSG. overall happiness and like I can eat it with like kimchi and like hantan and like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And like and drink soda, you know, too. So like it's like my happiness is like maximized. So but for my health, I would eliminate instant ramen because I will eat. I eat so much or I want to eat so much instant ramen, but I've been like stopping right. myself. Mm. It's all those broke college students who are eating two dollar ramen every day. GG. I love instant ramen. Give me more. I broke. was literally about to. Next time I go grocery shopping, that's like my number one thing to buy because <laughs> instant ramen. Meal. <laughs> yeah, or not like, instant ramen, but like a package of like. Ramen. Don't you like make vegetables yeah. on the side too to make you feel better? Like, oh, I put vegetables in it. Oh, I I put it out to the side because I don't like it soggy. Mm. So oh, but I put like, I like bok choy. Like, yeah, yeah, you have to cook it. I, yeah, mm. I stir fry like uh, bok choy and peppers and onions and everything, and then I eat it with my ramen. So you know, takes the instant out of it, Matt. Balance, uh, it balances it. So like, I, Matt I feel, makes the instant ramen a gourmet meal. <laughs> I feel, I feel, no, no, like it's like weird. It's like a panchan. It's like a separate uh, side dish, and then the ramen. Mm. So I feel fifty percent healthier. I see. I don't remember the last time I had instant ramen. It's so much. Yeah, me I too. Actually, I haven't, it's been I haven't a while. cooked cooked instant ramen in a hot minute. But you're also like, at home, right? Yeah, yeah. So, home you eat less instant food because yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Actually, I, mean, I, I ate just, a lot of like. Pizza. I just ate a lot of oatmeal in college. That was my instant food. I make that in like two minutes. Joe, I still remember you sent me this one picture of your breakfast once, mm-hmm. and it was just like two eggs and like two whole avocados. Oh, that was me for <laughs> sophomore year. 
back when I lived in Matt's place. I just thought that was the funniest thing ever. Wait, why? <laughs> yeah, you got you got the healthy fats, you got the protein, <laughs> you got the fiber. It was just two and whole, no carbs. Like, halved avocados. Oh yeah, so it was like four halves. It's yeah. not as bad as me though. Yeah. I used to eat a whole box of pasta for lunch. <laughs> That's like eight servings. Matt would I used to, eat yeah, I used to eat a whole bo- I used to, I could, <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's yeah. not healthy. That that's it's pretty bad. Weird. Well, yeah. no, it was good for me. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. So, like, okay, so here's the thing: I don't snack. I'm not a snacker. So I eat uh-huh. one huge meal. I eat two huge meals a day, and then I don't eat anything else. Mm. Uh-huh. So I don't I don't like gain that much weight because I burn all that energy throughout the day. Nice. But I got memed on the whole last semester that I ate a whole box of pasta in one day. It was so out of pocket because you're eating pasta for Valentine's dinner, and like I I make like I I don't you guys like cook one whole box for yourself? Like this is not enough. And we're just like. Like you mean like eight servings, and that's like wait, that's eight servings. <laughs> I don't know what eight servings. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Wait, just, Matt. Yeah. When I cook pasta, I cook it in one box. Last me three meal preps, and each no, meal prep you know what's lasts hilarious? three meals. When I go to the store and I pick the boxes, I grab four, and I'm like, oh, four meals. <laughs> so oh my god! Oh my gosh! And there's some Do you days where like, I'm not feeling it. Do you eat it out of the pot? Do you have a bowl big enough for that? No, no. Okay, so what ha- what normally happens is okay. So this is my routine. If I'm feeling it and I can eat the whole in one sitting, I like put it onto a plate and then after I eat that plate, then I go refill it and then that's like then I eat it again. That's gotcha. like and then I eat it all in one sitting. Or I make one plate and then I I like store the rest for like dinner or like the next day. Mm. Oh, that's that's what that's I do. Normal. That's normal. But like normal. I there's been days where I've eaten the whole serving like. Interesting. And then I have wow. no leftovers, and now I'm screwed. That's okay. I You're know. a growing boy. Yeah, get I'm, that energy. Um, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. That's I, what I used to do. I would. I would. I don't really eat that much, but I do eat fast, so that's something I need to fix. I oh lot. my gosh! Yeah, I eat a lot. Mm. Yeah, and, I, and it's it's really slow for reference. So whenever not we as slow eat, as Sarah Yen, but it's okay. <laughs> but a, yeah. a close second, I would say. I don't know. No, I, no, a, I, don't I eat ramen with Sarah Yin for like though. two hours. I think I mm. Whenever I have accountability with Sarah, she just doesn't finish her meal. Just eat, no, I remember that one time I was with you guys and Mark at Yats, and you guys oh. literally <laughs> timed me. Yeah, hold out <laughs> yeah. my phone. Mark, Mark had the timer. He was like, mm. No, Joe had the timer. Yeah, so I had Joe the timer. He literally like, pulled out his phone. I was like, You want to make bets on under 15 minutes or more than 15 minutes? <laughs> You're like 14 something. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, you guys literally like sat there and scarfed your food down and like. Wait, we minutes. were we were pretty hungry after yeah, climbing. Everyone was pretty hungry, which is <laughs> why I was eating particularly slow that day. All right, I see. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry for rushing you all those times we ate. <laughs> it was also, so entertaining. No, because I was the one with the car too, so it wasn't. Yeah, yeah we, we couldn't leave you without you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm, we had yeah. to wait, sit there, and wait for me to finish. Yeah, next time you just go to the restaurant first and then we'll walk in 10 minutes later and we'll finish. No, next time I'll drive to the restaurant and you guys can walk. Oh, bet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll meet up. I, do you, I remember sense. like Ryan would make me spend so much money on food for like no reason. Like we'd be at Craner and Craner's like our business building and we'd be sitting there and he'd be like, Matt, you want Taco Bell? And like, I don't even know what he said. I'm like, what did you say? He's like, you want Taco Bell? And I'm like, no. He's like, yes. I'm like, no, or like mad and, then, and then five minutes later, I'm walking to Taco Bell with Ryan because <laughs> I'm like, I feel like that's still on you. <laughs> that's know, a Ryan. So like, thing. I fell for it, and then it's like I paid one. I paid. I paid like one twenty nine for like a stupid, you know, cheese quesadilla or steak quesadilla from Taco Bell, and it's like okay, 
Mm. Uh, it had to be space. past 10 p.m. though. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like 11 8, 11 p.m. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. You're about to wrap it up. And you're just like, let's go get food real quick. Yeah, yeah. All, All right. right, just finished my yeah. first assignment. <laughs> <laughs> well, the past five hours. I think that should end the episode. We had yes, Annie Dong today. Thanks for coming on. Um, if Gracias. you guys listened this far, you're an OG. Well, for real. Congrats for making it to 10 episodes with us. Um, if you like the video, give us a like and subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, come and check out YouTube. Come see our faces. I know we have like e- exclusive Spotify listeners. I was literally told yesterday we got some people listening to us while they wash dishes. This is what they do. But yeah, I only you know, listen on Spotify. All right. I know, well, like you know my what? friends watch us during work, so <laughs> they like hey, they like pull it up on the side. If you're on listening YouTube, on Spotify, so. we got beautiful faces. I think so. Come check us out on YouTube. Also. One more thing. Um, we're thinking of capping season one at episode 12. So we're going to yeah. go to episode 12. So I think we can do one season is going to be 12 episodes. Yes, so sir. if you guys have ideas for what we want for the 12th episode, because we already have something lined up for 11. If you want something for 12th episode, let us know. And we'll then, get a big one. Or if you want something for the next season, let us know. And uh, we'll definitely next, be doing that. Yep. So Next season, we'll try to step it up a little bit. But we'll like, see. If you want Annie back, tell us. If you don't want Annie yeah, back, let us know. Tell us. <laughs> Any, do you want to do you want to plug anything? We'll have your social down in the description in your Instagram. But Asian had something to plug last time, so I don't know if you wanted to plug something. Um. Well, I guess like there's probably a lot of viewers from Cornerstone. Mm. So if you're ever in the city, hit me up. Or if you ever Yay. need help with anything, hit me up. What was your major in uh, undergrad? Oh, my major was um, neurobiophysiology. <laughs> Oh, so brain. if you're that major, yeah. you can hit up Annie Dong. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you have any pre-health. that major. She might remember her what she learned. I'll proofread your essays. Hey, <laughs> I got a grad student listening. That's but right. thanks for listening, and we'll see you all in the next episode. Peace see out. Later. Bye-bye. <laughs>